moms, welcome back to the Digital Mama podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate everybody who has been downloading the podcast and leaving so much positive feedback. It's really exciting to see that I have my moms out there that are ready to take business by the reins and really jump into crafting a life that is completely designed by them. So today we are going to be talking about three things that you can do right now to get your digital business journey started. So this is for my moms who are very early in this process. They are thinking about it. They have been looking at it and digesting whether or not this is the right path for them. So why are these three things so perfect for you to do in the very beginning of your business journey? First of all, because it does not cost you anything. Second of all, it's very easy to do. And third of all, it gets you putting one foot in front of the other, which is truly one of the hardest parts about starting a business, is taking that jump to actually start. And I know there are some of you out there that have the idea, you have the inspiration, you have the motivation, you have the drive, you have the nudge, you have the pull, but you're scared to start. This is your sign to start because these three things, like I said, they don't cost you anything. They're very easy to accomplish and it gives you three things that you can actually do that are just gonna get you started. So let's jump right in. The first one is naming your business, right? Of course you have to come up with a name for your business. And there is something that I wanna kinda dive into this a little bit deeper when it comes to naming your business. So often people spend a lot of time on this. They want the perfect name that's going to resonate for years and years and years and years to come. And I completely understand that. My very first business that I started, I think it took me probably over a month to pick the name, maybe even longer. I spent so much time on it. And truly said, the name, yes, it's important. It's like the identity of the brand, but it is not an end-all be-all and it can always be changed if needed. So I wouldn't recommend spending over a month on picking your name. Specifically in a digital business, I want you to think about the fact that we're here not just for a quick cash grab. This is going to be a business that's going to be around for a long time and build generational wealth in your family. So therefore, the name of the business has to be scalable. It has to be able to change and evolve as time goes on. And that's why I don't want you to get stuck in picking something that's too closely related to your niche. And this is what I mean. So my business, the name of my business is just Heather Bork Coaching. So from my name and my business, you would have no idea what I do. Okay, I coach. But you don't know that I coach moms. You don't know that I teach digital business. You don't know that I do anything with marketing. There's nothing in there that says that. And I did that on purpose. I did that because I know that in five years, 10 years, there might be something that I want to offer to people based on what I've learned in that past 10 or five years that is a bit of an offshoot from what my core services were. If I were to name my business, let's say making knit blankets with Heather, but really now I want to teach people how to knit other types of products or you focus more on motivation and inspiration, it's not going to be alignment with the name anymore. And I think that's where I want you to consider that when you're building a personal brand, keep the name simple. Use your own name. Use a pseudonym if you want. If you don't want to use your own name, that's fine. But don't make it niche specific because I know, 
I've seen this too many times. As you evolve in your business and as you grow in your business, you will develop different interests. You will hit different levels of success, which means you will want to offer different types of products and services that might not be exactly the same as what you started with. You might start serving a different demographic that needs something different from you than your original program. And so for me, for example, if I named my entire business the mom side hustle, which is one of my other lower ticket products. But now I didn't want to be associated with side hustles anymore. I wanted to be associated with businesses that were making at least a million dollars a year. I would have a hard time doing that if my business was named the mom side hustle. So when you're thinking about your business name, it's pretty simple. You can come up with your name, a pseudo name, and I have coaching at the end of mine. You can use things like training, but most people in a personal brand are branded by their name versus the title of their program. For example, I'm sure you know who Tony Robbins is, but do you know the name of his flagship program? Probably not, but you know who Tony Robbins is and you know what he does. And so your name will eventually encompass all that you do, but don't niche yourself down into one particular area of your specific business to name the entire business around. So pretty easy, right? So I want you after this episode to take action and go somewhere and write it down. Write what you want your name to be. You can write 10 names down and decide what it's going to be later. But again, this is all about just getting you started. This is all about you taking your first steps in your business because your idea is valid. And the only way that you're going to make progress is by starting. So when you have a minute, go sit down somewhere and come up with at least five different ideas for what you can name your business. Whether it's just your name, a pseudo name, you add something to the end of it like coaching, training, something like that, and you will have done the very first thing for your business. Okay, so now that you have some ideas for what you can name your business, which is a pretty easy task because it's pretty much gonna be your name, the next thing is beginning to establish your online presence. and. I don't want you to stress if you don't have a super clear defined niche yet, right? Like let's say you want to talk about doing crafts with kids or knitting or organizing or cooking or cleaning or, 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 or there are so many different topics uh, and you don't know which one you're going to focus on yet. You're not super clear on your niche. That's fine. You can still start establishing your online presence and the sooner you do it, the better. As long as you have a general idea of the type of people that you want to be attracting into your world, you can start establishing your online presence. And so this is really important because this is where your audience is. And the best, one of the very best things about this digital age that we live in is that we have this opportunity to reach people in a way that we never have in the past and we can do it for free. So Finding people via the internet, whether it's Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever your, your preferred platform is, I want you to understand that regardless of what platform you choose to focus on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want you to understand that when you are 
creating an audience organically. It takes longer than if you were to run paid advertising. There's nothing wrong with that, but the sooner you start building your audience, the better off you will be. And so it's time. It's in the time when everything isn't figured out yet. You, you want to have a business. You have this deep desire to have a business, but you're not quite clear yet on the how. On the how you'll get there, but you have these little ideas of what you want to do. Start building the presence now. Start building the presence now. You will thank yourself, trust me. When you're starting in your business and you have a clearly defined niche and offer and you're ready to launch and your Instagram followers are at 350 instead of 20, it makes a difference. And this is work that you could be putting in now that is not requiring you to have everything figured out, which is why it's one of the things that I tell all my moms to get started on as soon as they decide that they want to have a digital business. Now, you don't have to come out on the platform and be like, hey, my name is so-and-so and here's my business name. Here's everything I do. So many Instagram profiles that, or anywhere, YouTube channels, Instagram, TikTok, it doesn't necessarily fall around a central theme. As you refine your message and as you decide what your offer is going to be, naturally your messages will become more refined and it will become more niched down. But getting started and getting comfortable on the platform is a hurdle in and of itself. So learning the platform, learning how to create content, learning how to show up, learning how to be consistent, these are all things that you need to do and you need to get comfortable with before you actually even launch your first product. So if you can start that now, you are so far ahead of the game. And this is something I did not do and I wish I did, but I just didn't have the awareness to do it. And so I waited longer to get my social media presence where I wanted it to be. And there is nothing necessarily bad or wrong. It's just that you're, you can do it sooner. You don't have to wait for certain things to happen before you can launch your social media platforms. It's free. It's easy. People just want to know who you are and what your life is about. And that's all you have to share in the beginning. You don't have to say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm going to be selling you this product soon. So stay tuned. No, just be authentic. Just be you. Show your life. Put little tidbits of things, throw different ideas out there. If This is also a great platform for testing, right? If you don't know which niche you wanna go into because you're not sure how the market's going to respond, you now have an already established audience you can ask these questions to and get some feedback. That's invaluable, truly it's invaluable. And you did it all, all it did was cost you time. Didn't cost you any money and you were probably gonna be scrolling on your phone for a certain amount of hours or minutes every day anyway, so you might as well make it doing something somewhat productive, right? So I want to go over a couple of the different platforms that you can choose to begin your digital business journey on and the pros and cons of each, or if you have an idea of who your demographic is going to be, focusing on those platforms for for your business. Now, I recommend you start with one. I don't want you to go out there and blast every single platform out there because you will get burned out It's a lot of content to create. There's different types of content for the different types of platform, different video dimensions, different. So, and you're gonna be reaching different people based on the platform. So I'm going to pull up a graphic that I have 
and I'm going to use it to guide you through the different types of social media platforms that you can use to get started. But I'm also going to share this in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at Heather M. Bork, and I am happy to send it to you. So here we go. If you want to use Facebook as your social media platform, typically the audience you're going to see is going to be between 25 to 34, or they're going to be baby boomers. The types of content you can provide on this platform is photos, like static posts, live videos, and then you can certainly share videos, like real style videos as well. Different niches that work well on Facebook is beauty and fitness, jobs, employment, supplements, finance, food, lots. It's a very general platform. A lot of different types of niches work on Facebook. And this is how the platform makes them feel informed, can make them feel overwhelmed, can make them feel connected, entertained, can also bring about feelings of isolation and loneliness. And a weakness when it comes to Facebook is that the organic reach is weak. Okay, Instagram. Very millennial heavy on Instagram. 18 to 24, 25 to 34 age range. People go there to Instagram because they want to become inspired. They want to see adventure. Um, They also go there because a lot of people do ask questions and put polls out and stories and things like that. Pretty pictures. Niches that tend to do well on Instagram. Again, it's a very, very broad spectrum, but typically consumer goods, retail, e-commerce, skincare, furniture, food, interior design, sports, tech, anything that takes really pretty pictures tends to perform very well on Instagram. The type of emotions that Instagram can evoke, inspired, entertained, adventurous, flirtatious. People can feel self-conscious on Instagram because there's all that Instagram-worthy type stuff. When it comes to Instagram, again, you have to work with the algorithm to get your videos and your reels and your posts to get organic reach. On Pinterest, the demographic is mostly female, 72%, 18 to 34 majority. People go there because they are looking for inspiration, images, videos, the niches that are great, again, it's going to be very similar to Instagram, furniture, fashion, food, party planning, design, business, branding, basically any kind of inspiration for any industry. When people go to Pinterest, they are looking to feel inspired, creative, playful, entertained, excited. The weakness about Pinterest is that it's very top of funnel, which means that the people who are on Pinterest typically are not trying to buy anything. They go there because they are looking for ideas for something. And so when they're going there just for inspiration, you might plant a seed when it comes to, oh, here's something that you could possibly learn. Typically, they're not going to convert off of Pinterest, but you can begin the education process there. All right, next up, we have LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great for professionals. If you're selling to people who are in the professional field of of sort, LinkedIn is a great place to be. 46 to 55 is the, the typical age range on LinkedIn. Obviously, when I give you these age ranges, it's going to go beyond that, but that's where majority of the people sit. Valuable, long-form content is really popular on LinkedIn. It's great for if you're in consulting, business services, construction, hospital health, but also remembering, because I'm in the consulting space, but my avatar is not necessarily a professional of somebody who is like a CMO. I'm targeting moms. So That's why I don't focus on LinkedIn because I know my people really aren't there that I'm trying to attract into my business. But certainly if you have a consulting business, 
and you consult with tax professionals how they can do their taxes better, I don't know, something like that, LinkedIn would be a great place for that. So when people go to LinkedIn, they feel informed, smart, inspired, connected, motivated. A lot of times people celebrate on LinkedIn if they get promotions or if something happens in their career. Okay, next up we have TikTok. Now, TikTok is heavily used by a younger demographic, 10 to 19. That doesn't mean that there aren't people that are on the platform that are older, because I know personally a handful of baby boomer age group who are on TikTok. Typically, they're on TikTok because they just find it entertaining versus trusting the products that come across the feed or trusting necessarily the content that's coming at them through TikTok because it's mostly used for entertainment. But... Like I said, the content is focused around challenges, trends, music, humor, entertainment. Influencer marketing is big on TikTok. So if your business could benefit from influencer marketing, then it's something to think about. With TikTok, it's all video creation. So you will be creating a lot of videos, a lot of videos probably of yourself, and the videos need to be entertaining. So great niches would be fitness, beauty, art, fashion, jewelry, brand collaborations, entertainment, things like that. The emotions is funny, creative, motivated, excited. And weakness is that because it is seen as a platform that is more geared towards fun, it has a hard time converting those people into paying customers. So Facebook has become this platform where, yes, we go there because we want to connect with other people. Yes, we go there because... We want to go through our news feed and see what's happening. But we've been conditioned over so many years to expect advertising on Facebook that there's a part of our subconscious brain that expects to see ads. Where ex- we expect to see things on Facebook that would interest us in a way where it's like, maybe I want to buy that. TikTok is not quite there yet. Could it get there? Yes, absolutely. But right now, it's still a platform where it's a very much of a, a having fun entertainment style platform. That doesn't mean you can't use the platform to help grow your audience. Because if your audience is in the demographic, and if you eventually want to be selling a program about how to apply makeup, TikTok could be an amazing place to start to show tutorials, to start to show people how they should be applying makeup and and what they should buy. And if you already have an audience of people on a platform, and then you say, hey, You've, you've come here, you've watched my stuff, you like what I have to say, you like how I deliver it, and now I'm going to be offering you this program where you can learn how to do X, Y, and Z. Guess what? They already trust you. It's so much easier to convert them. But when you're seeing somebody for the first time on TikTok and saying, hey, what's up? Come buy my stuff. It might not work, right? But that's similar with all these platforms. It's more so about where does your avatar hang out? Where are your people? What type of content are they consuming and what type of content do they need to see in order to form a relationship with you? That's what we're doing here. We're not really trying to sell yet. Eventually we will, but really what we want to do is we want to create the relationship between you and everybody that's coming across your profile. And so the most important thing about picking a social media platform is who are the people that are using these platforms. Next, we have Twitter. Twitter is mostly used by upper middle class men, 25 to 49. People go there because they want to read news, they want to have discussions, and they want to laugh. Things that are big. 
politics, news, sports. I will say that unless you know for a fact that your people are on Twitter and that you can connect with them via tweets and you understand how to use the platform, I would stay away from it. Twitter has changed a lot in the past year or two. I know that there are a lot of people that don't even really like using Twitter anymore just because it, it's become very divided. Not saying that other platforms don't have this element to them as well, but Twitter very much so has this divisive way of tearing people apart. So unless you know that your people are on Twitter, unless you know that you can connect with them and create that sort of relationship on Twitter, that's my last social media platform that I would pick. And I'm not on Twitter personally, but it doesn't serve my audience. So that's why I'm not on there. For most of my moms, when they get into digital business and they pick a niche, they're on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest. Usually it's Instagram. Occasionally LinkedIn, if they specifically serve a very professional audience, but that's usually where my people are. I have had some TikTokers in there as well, and that's because their content was very engaging. It had this viral nature to it where people wanted to watch them. People wanted to see what they were doing. So everybody is a little bit different. So with that being said, you have these options for what type of platform would be best for your ideal audience. You do need to have a general idea of who it is that you're going to be targeting, who it is that you want to talk to. If your audience is completely divided, like if you have two different ideas and one of them is on one end of the spectrum and the other one is all the way over at the other side, I would say wait until you figure out an audience that you want to speak to. And the way I always explain this to all my moms is if you do have things that are on two ends of the spectrum, and this usually happens when, let's say, you have professional experience from a career that you had, maybe you were a coder and you did coding, but your real passion lies in knitting blankets. So you know a lot about coding. You certainly could teach people coding, but you don't really want to do that. Like you don't want to do that forever. That's not something that you love talking about over and over and over again. But knitting blankets, on the other hand, is something you're super passionate about. You love doing it. You love talking about it. You love gifting them, so on and so forth. I would tell you every single day to do knitting blankets because you will eventually get sick of the coding and your whole business is going to be around it. Your whole life is going to be around it. Don't build a business around something that you don't love. So with that in mind, if that helps clarify things for anybody out there, you can then further say, okay, if I'm doing the knitting blankets thing, Instagram could be a really good place for me to start. And again, remember, this is all free. So even if you get started on a platform and you realize, I really actually don't feel like I'm finding my audience or I don't like creating this kind of content. To be completely transparent with you, when I started, I was on TikTok and I just couldn't. I couldn't. Personally, I couldn't. I, it felt like I was constantly trying to keep up and catch up with what was happening on the platform. I felt like I had to be on my phone doing it 24 seven. Plus my personality is I'm not the type of person that's going to run around in a video and dance like all the time. And so it just didn't feel authentic to me. I decided, you know what, I'm going to not do TikTok right now. And I'm just going to focus very, very closely on, and that's where I'm going to build. So it's okay if you don't make the right decision the first time around, you know, you're not spending $5,000 to build a business on a platform. It's free. And this is you just experimenting and getting your feet wet and getting started, right? And so 
Again, if you want access to the document that has all that information, send me a DM on my Instagram and I'm more than happy to send that over to you. All right, next up, we have my favorite, and you might know what's coming, ChatGPT. <laughs> so ChatGPT, if you haven't done it yet, go sign up for an account. Again, it's free. There's a paid version and a free version. You can use the free version. ChatGPT is going to be your friend while you are starting your business. It's like Google, but on steroids, as I said in my last video. You can go to ChatGPT and ask it anything. You need clarity on something, ask it. You need to know how to do something, ask it. You are confused about how you can execute something, ask it. So when you're starting a business, there are a lot of questions that come up, right, naturally. And I know when I was starting my businesses, because I've had several in the past, it's like just Googling everything. And you spend a lot of time watching YouTube videos and Googling and trying to figure things out and clicking around. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was very lucky to have Google in my back pocket because a lot of people don't have that and it offered a lot of value for me when I was starting my business. But having ChatGPT, being able to give me such a pointed answer, it really helped to accelerate the growth of my business. I highly, highly recommend that you go into ChatGPT and as these questions start to come into your head, you start to use the platform, you start to get comfortable with the platform and you leverage it to help expedite your learning. You leverage it to help you begin to take your ideas into one concise topic and one concise business idea. Just let it know what your plans are. Literally have a conversation with it. You can say, this is my situation. This is what I currently do. This is where I want to be. And so now I need to start connecting the dots. I want to start building on Instagram. Give me some real ideas. Give me some post ideas. Now, maybe you're on LinkedIn. I need some ideas for a, a LinkedIn post for a brand new account for somebody who's trying to speak to this type of person saying this. And you would be shocked at what you get back from ChatGPT and how it can help you have this amazing starting point from then you can take that information and you can craft it into your own and make really compelling, valuable content for the people that you want to reach. So I have three things that you can do right now to get your business off the ground and get started on the right foot. Pick your business name, pick your social media platform that you want to use and create your first post. And finally, use ChatGPT to help you with the beginning of your business and any questions that you come across that you need more direction. That's what I have for you today. I wanted to give you some real action items so that you can actually put pen to paper and begin to start to work on this thing. Because I know too many people that have the idea in the back of their head and they have the nudge and they have that sort of calling, but they are just so stuck in where they are or their current thought patterns. And it can be very difficult to get yourself out of there and start moving those steps in the direction where you want them to go. Especially as a busy mom or a busy grandmother where your major responsibility is not to your business. Your major responsibility is to your family. And I totally understand and respect that, which is why, again, digital business is so perfect because it fits into your life, not the other way around. It does not dictate your life. And this is a perfect example of how that is, right? You can get started on your business. It really wouldn't take you that long. You could get all of this done in an hour. <laughs> and it's all free. It's all free. There's literally no excuse. And so I would love it if you could report back to me on 
what the name of your business is, what platform you chose, and friend me on social media and I'll follow you back wherever you're at and show me what your first post is. Because like I said through this entire podcast episode, getting started is one of the hardest parts in business. And I have seen too many times moms who've come to me and said, I've always wanted to do this, but I've just never done it because tomorrow always seemed like a better option than today. And the number one regret is never, oh, I really wish I would have pushed this off. It's I wish I would have started sooner. So taking these really small micro steps and making these micro commitments are really, really important in the beginning of the journey because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and then retreat. I want you to take the necessary steps that you need to take at your pace so that it feels good and comfortable, but you should also feel a little bit of a push. You should also feel like, all right, I got to do this. Like, I want to get started. I, I don't want to put this off any longer because the longer you put it off, then the success that it could potentially bring is just that much further away. So let's close that gap and begin the journey now. Start now. And so listen, I am your biggest cheerleader here. I honestly get so excited when I see moms that are ready to take on this challenge and really push themselves to a new level and up level their lives and create something that's really, really unique and special and it's their own. And like I said, this business is not just a cash grab. It is there to bring you generational wealth and to provide complete stability for your family. And seeing other women achieve that literally lights me up inside and it's why I do what I do. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I can't wait to see you get started. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, you can email me at heather at heatherborkcoaching.com or you can send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at Heather M. Bork. All right, I will see you soon. I hope you have an amazing day and I want you to get started on your business. So go do it. I will see you later.